Macy's Backstage has everything to help you get a fresh start, including active gear from brands you love. Reebok, Fila, K-Swiss, and more. Hurry in and find the best booties of the season, starting at $19.99. And pamper yourself. Bring the spa home with fragrant candles, aroma diffusers, even salt lamps, starting at just $5.99. Best of all, look for incredible markdowns in every department all month long. Macy's Backstage. Off price, on trend, arriving daily. Find your store at Macy'sBackstage.com. Thanks for tuning in to the hottest talk radio show around. Providing an open discussion for some of the most important social issues and trending topics today. From personal growth or spirituality to sex and relationships, no subject is ever taboo. So prepare to be empowered, enlightened, and entertained during another episode of the award-winning Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Real people, real topics, real talk. What's up? Oh man, feedback, 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 feedback. Sorry for that, y'all. It is Wednesday, February the 15th, 2017. You know, we got technical difficulties again. Sorry for that, everybody, and sorry for the late start. I'm in the studio with my wonderful co-host, Bryant Murphy. It's kind of sick today, so he's not going to be coming in, but he will be in March. He will be here in March. But I am in the studio joined with somebody who filled in at the last minute. Thank you for stepping up. Miss Ariette Janeska. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. How are you? I'm doing well. And then I have my boy. I've been trying to get him in for a while. Lawrence Baysmore, how are you? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So, tell me about yourself, lady. Wow, okay. My name is Aria Janeska. Um, I'm the chef and owner of Fusion May Lunch. Um, I am a Haitian, proud Haitian. Mm-hmm. And um, my team, Fusion May Lunch and team, uh, we're a one-stop shop uh, in the Hampton Roads area. We cater to many different events, weddings, corporate, private dinners, private events. You know, you name it, we're there for you. Mm-hmm. And right So are, there, are you... Uh, Service, or do you have like a restaurant or building? No, I'm okay. a catering service. Okay. You know, I come to you. Okay. Um, I cater to you. Okay. Um, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for. I, I saw some of that delicious food you had on Facebook. Oh, so you went to my page. I saw it on Facebook, <laughs> yes. What was yes. that? You were giving away something for you, too. I saw that. Yes, yes. It's called Lalo. It's um, Lalo. a dish. Um, and in, what is that? It's, uh, Lalo. It's called Junte. Jun- it's J-U-T-E, like Junte Leaves. And we call it Lalo. It looks right like hand. collard greens. That's Lalo. what it looks yeah, like. And it's like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like collard greens, but um, it's it's um, it's it's way better. Really? Yes, yes. Oh, by the way, this is Pen Pedro. Yeah, I was great introducing. Yeah. So tell us exactly who Pen Pedro is. Pen Pedro is my advisor and my publicist. Yes, your right hand man. And my right hand man. Because right you said, can I bring my? Yes. You named all these people. I said, is that three of y'all? He was like, no, it's just <laughs> no, me. No, he one just other. has many titles. Okay. Yeah, all he right. keeps me in line. All right. Keeps yeah. me in check. Um, I go to him for all my advice okay. and everything financially. Um, you know, uh, 
you know, mm-hmm. how to keep the business going. Yep. I, go I have one of those too, Nikki yes. Curry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so he's my right-hand man. Like I said, I have a team. Okay. And um, and my team consists, consists of different individuals that are professionals themselves. Okay. Um, how long have you been doing this? I've been doing this <laughs> for a long time. Really? Yeah, I've been cooking since I was a little girl. Did you come from a cooking family? Yes. Okay. My family, yes. I come from a cooking family and a family that has businesses, okay. um, restaurants. Okay. And um, when I got out the military, I went to school and traveling the world, I got to, you know, a chance to sample different foods. And that's what pushed me to learn more outside of my culture. Right. And so I went to school and I took it from there. And this year, actually, I created a team. And um, like I said, we have a team of a one stop shop. Mm -hmm. Um, My team consists of of Wendy Corridon, which is the event planning, Christopher Berry, with Chris Anthony Consulting, which is um, event planning also. Mm-hmm. Um, Jean Lazar Photography. Um, Rose, oh, yes. food production. Yes. And Rose Laguerre. So basically you're a artist. one-stop shop. Yes. Rose Laguerre's make, makeup artist. artist okay. Janelle Wilson is my um, uh, a personal assistant. And um, I think I got everybody. Yeah. And Penn, of course, the advisor yeah. and publicist. So I have a full team. Yes, you do. So, um, I like collaboration, whatever, so yes. that's good. That's good. Especially you need, if you can depend and you can trust people. There you go. That's wonderful. So whatever you need, you call Fusion Melange, and you'll have event planning, makeup artists, right. pictures. The only thing we're missing is a DJ. Anybody who's a DJ out there, give hey, me a call. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, there you go. I just, <laughs> I got I got a DJ. I just completed my team. There you go. <laughs> Mr. Lawrence Baysmore. Tell us everybody. Tell everybody how fabulous you are and everything. Well, don't tell everything, but <laughs> just a little bit about yourself. Um, born and raised right here in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, up the street really is uh, what it was registered as is Park Town, technically Park Place. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, yes. One of the at one point one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in the Hampton Roads area in the city of Norfolk. Um, my family didn't have money. Family didn't have education. Family didn't have resources. The only resources that they had available was drugs. Wow. Um, and when you're growing up in the 80s and 90s, not so much as myself, but my cousins, you know, my uncles, uh, I respect them because it may sound, you know, a little indifferent to some people, not saying that drugs is a uh, proper way of living a life, but these individuals... They sold drugs in the sense of trying to take care of the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not so much as, oh, I want to be out here with, you know, selling drugs and being part of what's down. They did what they did. They got out of it. They mm-hmm. all have families. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all work professional jobs. It's their past. Mm-hmm. It's about what they're doing now. And an individual like myself coming up in this area, um, I really went through the worst, you know, raised in the system, mm-hmm. foster care. Mm-hmm. Foster care turned into group homes. Group homes turned into detention centers. Detention centers turned into uh, juvenile prisons. Mm. Juvenile prisons uh, graduated not from Odomene University or Norfolk State, mm-hmm. but it graduated into prison. Um, in 2013, I was released from prison. Um, my mom had passed away two weeks before my release date. Mm. I had it in my mind at that point after being sent to prison for five years that, you know what, um, I've been through the worst. I've been through the most, and I can't live anymore. Mm-hmm. And my mindset was suicide. Wow. Um, I came out. I literally had it in my mind that this is it. Mm. You know, my mom, we may not have had the best relationship, but that was my rock. Yeah. Um, you know, and 
we had just had a conversation before she died. Um, and what she said to me, she said, you know, I apologize for not being there for you, but I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that you're good. Yeah. I didn't really keen in until those words over the prison phone, <laughs> uh, but I would later realize that even if she couldn't physically be here, she was going to do what she could mm -hmm. to make sure that when I came home from prison that I was okay. Um, and it was literally blessing to God. My mom had taken out a life insurance policy on herself wow. two months before she died. Wow. wow. Um, and even the policy, I mean, I come out of prison, I, I'm, my mind is, I'm traumatized because I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Where am I going to live? Vicious cycle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, my sister calls me and she's like, you know, you need to go talk to State Farm. And I'm like, I ain't got no money to pay them. Like, what, why do I need to talk to these people? And it come to find out that she had taken out a policy on herself. Um, and I was going to be a beneficiary. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't think um, with coming home from prison, oh, I'm going to go get me a car, go get me a house, and buy the bar at a club. Mm -hmm. My mind was, I have a trade as a master barber. Mm -hmm. um, and I learned my skill from institutions from jails, mm -hmm. roof homes, from prison. The little bit of time I probably have been on the, what they call, what say streets, was limited. I learned this skill. The best way of learning it was in prison. You got plenty of people here to cut. Yeah. Um, so when I came out here, I got a home right here off of 37th Street. Um, I'll never forget it. I was sitting in my, um, sitting on my living room couch. And this, I just had this strange feeling. And it's, I'm kind of emotional. It's okay. okay. It's okay. okay. Take your time. It's okay. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I'm you also have to see. You have to see that even through the darkness, you had your blessing. Mm -hmm. And I, I sat there on that couch, mm -hmm. and Vistaprint <laughs> commercial came on TV, and I was like, "I'm gonna give me a business card." And I ordered. I never ordered business cards before. And I ordered me a business card. Um. And I said, I'm going to name it after my middle name, Ty, Tyrone. I said, Ty's Home Cuts. Created a business card. Um, I had already ordered me a barber chair. I had um, started constructing <laughs> inside of the apartment. I ripped the carpet. I didn't even ask the landlord. I ripped the carpet <laughs> up, started putting floor down, started painting shelves. Mm. The next thing you know, I had a, a small business in my home. Mm. And, of course, I had persons in the community who I thought were on my side, they were on my side. It was Satan that wasn't. Mm -hmm. People who were uh, complaining about my business cards, complaining about my flyers. It was littering. It's not littering. You have these college students who rather drive back to Richmond or drive out of state to get a haircut because they've been going back in their comfort zone versus <laughs> coming into an establishment that doesn't have to be a leasing building, mm -hmm. but know that they're going to get the professional services that they're asking for. Exactly. They're going to get their money's worth. It's a safe environment, it's a clean environment, versus going into some of the barbershops that's not so welcoming. Right. You know, you go in these barbershops and a person will uh, look at you as a customer and not even pay you any mind. They won't greet you. Mm -hmm. They won't make you feel like we are, we want your business. Right. And it used to bother me. Mm -hmm. like and I number. say, you know, I'm going to change that. Mm -hmm. I'm going I'm to I'm sacrifice my privacy and my home to bring these customers in here, mm -hmm. to give these college students a place to come where not only you come to get a haircut, but listen to my story. Mm -hmm. Do you feel me? Be inspired to 
appreciate the small things that you had. I didn't have the, uh, again, I didn't have the resources to go to college. I don't have a GED or high school diploma now. And I call meetings and I deal and rub shoulders with corporate owners, uh, bar club owners, um, the mayor of Norfolk, first black mayor of, of Norfolk, this, this founding state. To a founding state and city to be in the room with these people and not be sitting off at a distance, but can walk up to you, shake your hand, and have a conversation with you, and we mm -hmm. relate. Mm -hmm. um, after doing that, um, I was trying to help an individual who was in the music. I sang myself, mm -hmm. um, and in the beginning, it looked promising because they had skilled talents that we both could network on. Uh, he went out to what was then Aqua Lounge mm -hmm. uh, in Virginia Beach. He's oh, yeah. currently put on a good show, uh, sold all his CDs because we set up all night making copies of them, mm -hmm. um, and got offered a job opportunity doing security. Now, I, me feeling like the older brother in the situation, like, no, you're not mentally, physically built to be doing security in an adult club. Um, and he was like, no, please come out, meet the you know security owners, a real cool group. I meet out, I go out there and meet him, Steve. Uh, the owner of Aqua Lounge, then at the time now the owner of Lido's, where I be at the night, um, and it turned kind of bad. The person didn't show up. Later on, he started getting sidetracked, it, and I just was done with the situation. Uh, August Alcina would be the celebrity VIP coming out that night, <clears throat> and they were short staffed. Mm -hmm. So the owner's like, "Oh my God, I need somebody to help." I fill in that space. Um, it was never um, a plan for me to be standing beside a celebrity in the sense of making sure you get from point A to point B. It just happened. Uh, it happened with August Alcina. It happened with Trey Songs. It happened with Anthony Anderson. Yo God, it happened with so many different celebrities. But then I had to wake up one morning and say, oh, all right, I didn't have plans to do this. Mm -hmm. I have a plan. My plan is to be that celebrity. Mm -hmm. Not so much as because I want to be a celebrity, but I want to be that VIP. Exactly. I'm not about to do babysitting for exactly. the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, Your and vision I, was bigger. Exactly. Yeah. And I have a small business where I have clientele. When I lived over here, college students, they'd be six, five thirty in the morning. Hey, I got a class at 8 o'clock. Can I come get a haircut? As tired as I might have been, I might not have got out of the club at 5 o'clock in the morning. I would get up, you open my service. home up, and provide my service. You're not going to get that anywhere else. Yeah. Unless you get it from somebody who has the main set, uh, main uh, a set of mind like me as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneur uh, knows entrepreneur. We work for mm -hmm. no one but ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. We answer to no one but, but ourselves. ourselves yeah. We have a team. You have people who are uh, they're involving themselves. They're dedicating their lives into your vision. Give them what they're asking yeah. for. And I did that. Um, you know, so I've gotten to the point, I ended up networking, uh, with then Tyler Lorenzo, the face of Fox 43. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If, I don't know if you know who Tyler Lorenzo mm -hmm. was. Uh, we actually were coming out here doing talent shows with the Old Dominion University mm -hmm. students. Uh, I I'll never forget when he first got the contract for Empire, mm -hmm. uh, with Wavy TV 10 and Fox 43 to promote that. Mm. He called me, he was like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta talk to you. And he come flying over there from the studio. He was like, I need help with promoting this. And I'm looking at, like... How do you need help promoting that? <laughs> you have a whole radio, I mean, a TV station in your backyard. Like, and we networked, you know, got with different, uh, well, with Steve, uh, the owner of Lido, uh, Lido's Bar Lounge off of Little Creek here in Norfolk, and other establishments. It was like, all right, well, last, we went to Hampton University. Uh, we went out to uh, Greenbrier, or no, Chesapeake. Uh, is it Greenbrier? Or, no, we went out to Greenbrier and Chesapeake, excuse me. 
Uh, we was at the, they have a uh, cafe, a, a movie cafe. Like a cinema, cinema cafe? cafe. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We went out there and promoted. And in Chesapeake? Honestly, in the yeah, mall. Chesapeake. Yeah. Oh, we I actually. Um, Virginia Beach. We were, he was kind of discouraged because he was like, you know, the first event, he didn't feel like people took it as serious. And I, it's like I told him, I said, you're in the business of risk taking. Do your part. That's all that matters. Don't. Mm-hmm. It, I don't care. Five people came out. Make those five people feel like there's five hundred people. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And we were late getting there, and it was a line out the door. Mm. And the crowd that came was kind of. It was so diverse, and people had came out here dressed to impress. That's like good. it was a, a whole club, big promoting event. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. It was to them. It was to them. Yeah. And you know they got to see. Um, the very first uh, screening episode, uh, free popcorn, drinks, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, we kept in contact doing other projects, um, uh, stage play, the lies that you tell. Uh, the, I'm sorry, um, the lies you tell two, which was a stage play uh, that was here at Odom University. Um, that shout out to Sean Henry for that production. Um, they did successfully here at Odom mm-hmm. University. We networked with that, mm-hmm. uh, bringing in the face of Fox 43 involved in that. Um, and I hope I ain't taking up too yeah. much time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're go- we're going to move forward a little bit. Go but you, you, you can finish up real quick. Um, and then, you know, just started networking with different things that's going on in the community. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, I'm the friend of a family of Cam Chancellor, the place for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, very, very interesting person. He, from right here in Park Place, mm-hmm. from nothing. What was given as far as a rec center, they took all of that, and he still continued to go. And is the only uh, African-American from Virginia, uh, well, no, second from Virginia, but the only one from Norfolk that has a Super Bowl ring. He's the reason why the Seattle Seahawks has a Super Bowl wow. ring. And I, I'm not saying it's not a teamwork thing, but I know the game, and I know how that game went. Mm-hmm. If it weren't for him, they wouldn't have had it. Yeah. Um, and he comes back. He gives. He does cookouts. We have a big cookout coming um, in Town Point Park. It'll mm-hmm. be our second anniversary uh, where they feed the country. I mean, I'll feed the Hampton Rose area. So, you know, I just involve myself now to where, you know, people are looking at me as a public figure. Mm-hmm. You know, inspired by my story to push and promote other people to continue to drive. I think you're doing a wonderful job. Wonderful job. I'm trying. I follow you. He does his, his Facebook lives. <laughs> he's really, I like him because he's really transparent. Yeah. About I, I yes, saw you when you very. went to your, your mother's grave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was touched. I was right there with you. I yeah. was like, oh. I, that was, I don't, I don't want to hold yeah. up too much time, but me, me, I, oh my God, I, I was on the verge of cussing people out when it came to my mom's headstone because I was mad at myself. Mm-hmm. I put, other people before my mother mm. and she told me this before she died she said when you come out here just worry about yourself and I had paid the first half installment for my mom's headstone and two years it went by I'm spending money on all these other people and not taking care of home yeah. mm-hmm. so when I went out there I had they had specific instruction do not put the headstone on her grave I want to be healthy and me having the opportunity to do that it was sealing a deal for me to say I can continue to accomplish things in my life. Right. And that was a serious accomplishment right. for me. Right. Right. You know what? That, that brings up a good point. Something that's <laughs> yeah. going on. I wanted to ask you. We'll, we'll come back because I wanted to ask everybody about their Valentine's Day. How was your Valentine's Day? <laughs> Did you have a good one? Um, uh, personally, Thank it was you. just another Are you day. married? No, I'm single. Oh, you're single. Did you have a single? Club single, all right. Single in the house. Valentine's, I was You married? How was your Valentine's Day? Did you celebrate? Did you do anything? Good. Uh, we had a great dinner. Really? Family dinner. 
Uh-huh. What about you, Nikki? I saw you at the gym. You was like, earlier that morning, you weren't so good. So things turned out good. <laughs> she said, I turned out good. The only thing that was good for me is business-wise. Business I catered wise. a oh, private yeah, dinner. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of I course. catered a private dinner. interesting. Was um, it? Because I'm not going to lie. I woke up, and, you know, when you promote or you, you're an entrepreneur, you got to be on social media. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sick of seeing this volatile stuff. Mm-hmm. I was over <laughs> it. And um, I had an interesting person um, come to my home. And we conversated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't, I wasn't, ex- I didn't wake up expecting this conversation with this person. Uh, we ended up going to the movies. Mm-hmm. That was definitely not planned. Uh-huh. Um, What's just, the ones that are not planned that are the exactly. best? Yeah. And yeah. It, the whole day yeah. went by and I was like, today is Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Not in a relationship. I'm not really, uh, I wasn't expecting to be in that Valentine's mm-hmm. mood. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't even so much consider this person as a Valentine. But it was a positive day, um, spent, and it turned out to be a business proposition. Mm-hmm. As well. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful! Uh, because the person I'm making money, yeah, yes. exactly. Have a fun and make money. Individual, uh, and I'm a shop pleasure. Out. Yeah, uh, yes. they're you know they're 24, 25 years old, mm-hmm. and they're an entrepreneur. They sell wine, mm-hmm. um, and, and I was shocked. I was like, wow, never met a 24, 25 year old that's has so much passion of being an entrepreneur. In business sense. And mm-hmm. has a business sense. And I yeah. was like, mm. well, you'd be perfect with my promotion team. And they end up joining my team. They, well, that's what's up. And literally Three today is my yeah. first, yes. you know, my first night. Uh-huh. They they weren't just talking. They shown me just in, what, two days how serious they were about being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and being part of the team so that we can promote them as an entrepreneur. And I said, well, this day just turned out better than It turned book. out right. <laughs> We have um, our first guest will be calling in in a few minutes, so I'm going to go okay. ahead and introduce them so when they call in, yeah. we can just jump right in. Mr. Rick Clemens, he makes ways for people, regardless of their sexual orientation, to escape their darkness, explore their truth, and elevate their self-expression. Mm-hmm. As a professional speaker, podcaster for Coming Out Loud, um, he's a blogger for Huffington Post, and he's an author and life strategist. Rick challenges... And inspires people, regardless of their sexuality, to confidently step out of hiding and into their own brilliant uniqueness. So I believe this is him calling in right now. Um, so um, we're going to welcome to the show Mr. Rick Clemens. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Will? Doing well. Just introducing you. I want to thank you for taking time out of your evening to come on the show. Um, we want to get Absolutely. things kicked off. You're, you're being interviewed um, by three people. I'm Will. I'm Ariette. And I'm Lawrence Baysmore. Yes. So, yes. So, I I just want to kick things off by asking you know, what were your personal reasons um, that you decided to live your life uncloseted? Because it was getting really, really, really tiresome to be living a dual life. What do you mean a dual life? Well, you know, I was showing up one way with my family and my friends and at work. And on the inside and behind the scenes, I was living a completely different life. Mm -hmm. I was hiding the truth of who I was. Um, I wasn't being faithful in my marriage. Um, I was hanging out with my LGBTQ friends, Mm -hmm. um, acting as if I was a straight guy. Um, But then on the side, there were moments that I was actually acting on my desires. And it became really hard to live that dual life and keep the story straight. 
And when I realized I just couldn't do this, it wasn't who I was, it wasn't how I wanted to be, that's when I made the move to really uncloset myself and come be who I was. How, how late in life was that? I was 36 when this all wow. began to unfold. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm Rick. Hi, Rick. How are you? This is Chef Ariette speaking I'm to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, why do you believe coming out is everyone's journey? You know, it's interesting because I think so many of us hide so many different things in our lives. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, I was just actually working with a client a couple hours ago who is at the top of his game. Mm -hmm. He's making great money. He's got one of the biggest titles in his organization, got great benefits, beautiful home, and he's miserable. He wants something so much simpler but he's afraid to admit that to people because then what are people going to think? How are they going to show up to him and, and be in his world? And um, so this is just one example of a closet somebody lives in. Other people live in closets where they know this isn't the best relationship for them. Right. Mm -hmm. But they don't want to they don't want to jump away from it because you know what will, again what will people think? And I think for a lot of us, whatever that closet is we're living in. We're staying there because we're afraid of what other people will think. And so no matter how you look at it, think about your own life. What is something that you'd really, really like to be doing or a way you'd like to be showing up or something you'd like to have in your life mm -hmm. that you're just not going for, so you're kind of keeping it hidden back there in the closet and you're just not letting people see it. So that's what I mean when I think everybody's living somewhat closeted lives. Okay. Hey, Rick, this is Lawrence. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. What does coming out sure. do for the individual as well as yourself? Um, how has it changed your life? It's brought, for me personally, it's brought a lot of confidence into my life, number one. Um, it helped me see things from a different perspective of this isn't just about me. This is about my effect of not living honestly for people in my life, especially my daughters. Um, they were both really, really young when this part of their life began to unravel. And what I've learned through that journey is it's helped them become powerful people themselves. It's helped them become very resilient young women mm -hmm. and see life through a lens where this hiding thing isn't necessarily the best thing for anyone. The other things I've learned is just because this may be the catalyst. So, you know, coming out late in life, going through a divorce, um, all those things were kind of the catalyst for other things that enabled me to come out and do in my life. Um, for instance, I was pretty much a corporate guy, fairly high up the ladder, and I wasn't happy. Now, part of that was I wasn't happy because of who I was. I was hiding behind my true sexual orientation. But once I came out of the closet, I also realized I didn't really like being a corporate guy. Hmm. I wasn't <laughs> into That's all that happened. stuff. Mm -hmm. What I was into was helping people. And what I was into was being a service to people. And if anybody had told me in 1999 when all this began to unravel, that you know, 10, 15 years later, I'd be doing exactly what I just said, being able to be a service and help people 
and guide people out of their closet, I would tell them they were crazy because that's not who I thought I was. But the beautiful thing that happened is it guided me to a place where I could discover this is my passion, this is my purpose, this is what fulfills me, and I get to live doing the things that I love doing, being a podcaster, being a writer, being a, a coach, helping people open up their lives to their truth, and being a professional speaker speaking on stage. Okay. Right. Okay. So you say that one of your missions is to help people accomplish the three E's. Exactly. What are the three E's? So they're part of my brand. They're part of my philosophy. They're part of my process that I put everybody through. The first E is to escape your BS. You know, okay. to really get that BS out of your mind. Okay. But you got to learn to escape it. You know, it's like okay, we're gonna we're gonna get away from it because if we don't get away from that. Mm-hmm. We're just going to keep miring around in it, trying to, you know, convince ourselves this is where we need to be. But what, what is the, second, the BS? What is the BS? Well, are you, are you an FCC radio station or not? I don't know if I can actually say it on oh, here. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 I got you. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. So it's that BS. You okay. Know, that cow stuff that you sometimes step in in the pastures when you're walking around on the farm. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but that's, that's the biggie. And the second thing is once you start to realize, okay, I need to escape my BS, I need to get out of those thoughts, break some of those patterns, most people have to go to the second phase, which is, okay, but I've got to go explore my fears. What are all these fears that are keeping me believing I've got to stay in that BS? Mm-hmm. It could be the fear of the uncertainty. It could be fear of what others are going to think. It could be the fear of I don't know where I'm going or how to do this. But as you explore, as you explore those fears, what's so interesting is you begin to also explore your truth. Mm-hmm. So the second E is kind of the explore fears and explore the truth. Yeah, true. Okay. The third E is you begin to fully elevate your self-expression. Once you know what the BS is, you've explored your fears, you're starting to explore the truth and see the time, then you can start to say, okay, this is the real me, Mm -hmm. and this is what I want to elevate in my world to the people around me and in my life. Because most of the time, when we're hiding in whatever that lovely little closet is that we've created, Mm -hmm. whether we use Ikea to create it or any other closet system of our life, um, we, we finally realize man, if I elevate this stuff and really show up this way, I start to really love myself, and in turn, by loving myself, I bring the right people into my life. I start to show up in true ways, and I start to really enjoy my life, and that big F word, I begin to feel fulfilled in my life. Mm. Okay. Hi, Rick. Hello okay. again. This is Chef Ariette again. Um what are the four things most people need to come out to be fully self-expressed? Like, try to be specific so everyone can understand. Sure. So I think there's four things that I pretty much stand on. Number one, curiosity. you got to be curious about what is going to happen or how will my life be different or mm-hmm. what is possible if I come out. Yeah. We always say, oh, I can't or I couldn't and all that sort of stuff. But curiosity kind of starts to answer those questions. First, it asks the questions so you can start to answer that. But curiosity to me is the space we start. Mm-hmm. What can you do? All those questions are the ones that are really important. Uh, in fact, when I'm actually working with someone who's literally coming out of the 
closet be their, you know, in their sexual orientation or gender identity. Um, I'll use the gay, you know, word as kind of the example here. Mm -hmm. I ask them, how do you know you're gay? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be gay? Who are you when you're gay? These are all curiosity questions that help them start to accept who they are or to find out where they're not accepting who they are or identifying who they are. So these curiosity questions are huge. The second place is once you start to get the curiosity stuff and you start to get answers, well, from those answers, you've got to develop some form of courage, mm -hmm. courage to do things, courage to take steps forward. Courage to say, this is what I believe I want to be. This is how I want to show up. This is the steps I want to take. And just being able to have the courage to think those thoughts in and of itself is a courageous step. What most people find is they can develop the courage to have those thoughts, to think about the moves they're going to make, to think about the possibilities, to building the courage to do it. But then they freeze. And oftentimes they freeze because the thing they haven't done is also simultaneously built the confidence alongside that courage to enable you to actually act. And confidence comes in, in my opinion, confidence comes in many different ways yeah. for each of us individually. Mm -hmm. Some people, you know, they've stepped fully into, I'm fully confident, let's go, let's do this. And for others, confidence might mean, okay, I'm actually going to, for the first time, say in my own head, I don't like this job, and I need to move forward thinking about how I'm going to do something about it. Mm -hmm. That little bit of confidence right there is only in their own head, but it's their first piece of confidence to get them in action. They don't have to go declare something or go be something to make that confidence come alive, but the courage behind that was to explore so along with the curiosity to get to the places. So basically it starts within. Yes, everything okay. starts within. Okay. And then the final piece after the confidence is the commitment, the commitment to move forward and the commitment to stay in that action of being who you truly are. Mm -hmm. If you truly are an entrepreneur and you know you're not supposed to be in the corporate environment, then you've already explored it with curiosity. You've built some courage around what it's going to take to go make that move. You fine-tuned some confidence things to go, you know, make it happen. Maybe you've taken some classes. Maybe you've mm -hmm. followed some of the true entrepreneurial gurus in some of their programs. But now the rubber is meeting the road, and to stay committed to taking that action is probably the hardest thing to do because you can kind of dip your toe in it, and you go, eh, let's not. Let's move away. Dip your toe in it and come back, but the commitment is the thing that keeps you moving forward. And um, another okay. thing, Rick, if I, if I may add, um, uh, sure. um, my advisor, Penn, um, told me, as a matter of fact, he told me today, I think, today or yesterday, you also have to surround yourself yeah. with people who are uh, yeah, supportive and like-minded and who will push you to be positive, who will push you to do better. You have to surround yourself with positivity in every way possible. Anything that's negative, you just you let go of it and you 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 do not 
So whenever the negativity comes around, if you can shun it and push it away, you do that and continuously surround yourself with positivity, continuously surround yourself with people who are trying to get to the same level that you are or Mm -hmm. higher. Um, If you're an entrepreneur, you try to surround yourself with entrepreneurs. Whatever it is that you choose to do with your life, you surround yourself with people who is going to uplift you. Mm -hmm. And I think that helps with any aspect, anything that you choose to do in life. Well, I think that falls, it really truly falls into the commitment arena. Yes. Um, because you got to commit to, okay, I, I'm going to commit to quieting the voices that say, you can't do this, you can't be that. And I'm going to commit to finding the support and the voices that say, you're on the right track, keep going. You, you know, we, we got your back. You know, we're helping you out here. So um, I love that you brought that up because it is such a crucial piece to moving forward. Hey, Rick, this is Lawrence again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is the greatest fears of people experiencing when it comes to coming out? Um, and when I, I want I, I kind of want you know to elaborate the fact some people. I think their fears is what causes them to live. You know, of course you went through it yourself. Live either a longer term of not facing reality or just pretty much dying in misery <laughs> or down low right yeah or on die alone yeah. On yeah. Yeah. or die that's, alone that's the, the worst yeah. yeah oh my god right, they're right. dying alone because they want to please everyone yeah you want to please everyone mm-hmm. i'm myself mm-hmm. i went through it the worst way there is to go through it and trying to you know losing family members and thinking okay i'm by myself so let me surround myself with some people kind of out of pocket if that makes sense hoping mm-hmm. that they yep. are in my best interest. So mm-hmm. my question to you is, what do you think is, you know, a person's greatest fears when it comes to that? Well, I think there's several, but one that pops up almost every time. And, and I'm going to deal with, like, the true coming out stories, but it's what's so interesting is when I'm working with people in other arenas, it always comes up, too, is they're, they're afraid of the unknown. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The fear of the unknown happen. will kill you. It would murder you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, kill you to murder you. Uncertainty and not knowing is like, well, I don't know. You know, when I when I contemplated coming out, you know, in my life, um, and I'll give you a little bit of the backstory. I actually came out when I was 19. Mm-hmm. That was the very first time I came out to my family, and they said, no, no way. We're going to get you some help. Oh yeah. Um, we're going <laughs> to been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to yeah. lay hands yeah. on but, you and pray for you. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, maybe this is a fate, you know, maybe this isn't really who I am. And then, of course, as soon as all that happened, you know, you know, this is kind of sad, but, you know, I was working with a pastor in our church and it wasn't working because he was so, he was so hot. You know, I just kept looking at him like, (laughs) God, he's really cute. He's really hot, you know. Yeah, Lord Jesus. Okay, I'm just I'm just definitely not worth it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but here's what's literally the interesting piece of that is: you come down the road, and as I got closer and closer, without knowing, I was actually getting closer and closer to truly putting the stake in the ground, and saying, "This is who I am." Mm-hmm. That uncertainty started to rear its ugly head. You know, well, what's going to happen to my kids? What's going to happen to me? How am I going to survive? Um, you know, how am I going to afford two households? Blah, blah, blah. And all that stuff was the stuff that kept me, like, just stuck until I had this thing happen that needed to happen most, which was an experience with a guy that wasn't about sex, 
that was all about connection, that mm-hmm. was all about to actually see myself actually experiencing an intimate connection. And what I saw in mm-hmm. that frame was love. And I'm like, oh, wow, I can actually have this. There's going to be a guy who wants to share my life. There's going to be a guy who wants to be a part of my kids. There's, a, you know, there's all things that we could, you know, actually, none of that was in the picture before. And so then suddenly the uncertainty and the unknown, it was still there in different ways, but it's like, oh, okay, those things are being answered. So now, and back to the four things, I got really curious. Well, if those things are okay, what else can be okay if you start to move forward? Mm-hmm. And that would be the shift. Okay. So, Rick, I have a question. Well, you know what, I'm going to, I had a question that I'm going to put on pause. It was about something that our, our new vice president believes in. I want to get your opinion on it. But first I have, mm-hmm. I want to get your opinion on an article that I read, and it was, was not a nice article. Um, the, the, the lady that wrote it was talking about there being a gay agenda. Um, and then she was talking about, like, all, you, you know, you'll turn on the, the radio and the news and a new celebrity has come out or whatever, and then you have the the bathroom laws coming on. You have Caitlyn Jenner. It's just like, um, I guess society is being inundated with a lot of people coming out, coming into their truth. But she's chose yeah. to look at it as being uh, an attack or a gay agenda. What's your thought on people who have, because it's not the first time that I've heard some people mention a gay agenda or some type of agenda um, of homosexuality, I guess, invading Invading Earth. the invading Earth, yes. Like what, what's what's your thought on that? Well, we've been around for generations and generations and generations Since and generations. Mm-hmm. So when I hear things like that, first of all, I want to say this isn't something that just happened in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. This has been around forever. Number two, I'd really like you to explain to me, and I've actually had these conversations. Please explain to me what my gay agenda is. What is my agenda for you? What am I trying to do to you? Because I could come back to you and say, well, I believe there's a heterosexual agenda. And that heterosexual agenda is that everybody has to be straight. Right. So let's talk about the word agenda. Mm -hmm. Because I don't have an agenda. My only true agenda, if we're going to talk about an agenda, Mm -hmm. is for me and people like me which basically are human, mm-hmm. all humans to have a happy life. Right. That's my agenda. Right, right. What, what about the people who are coming out? Because so many people are coming out nowadays. Do you think that has to do with perhaps our previous administration who was more um, inclusive? Or do you think times are changing? Why, why do you think there's just a, a higher influx of people who are just publicly coming forward with their truths? Greater than I've seen well, I in think the past. It's, I, th- I, think it's a, I think it's a combination of all those things. Okay. The, the, first of all, we as humanity are evolving. Mm-hmm. We're always mm-hmm. evolving. It's no different than, you know, the rest relations in the 60s and stuff. We're always evolving. Mm-hmm. And even though we seem to be somewhat trying to step our feet back into the past right now, we're still evolving. So that's part of it. Secondly, yes, as the administration helped, bring forward some human rights. Mm-hmm. These are not gay rights. No different than there are Muslim rights. No different there are Black Lives Matter rights. Mm-hmm. These are all human rights. Mm-hmm. And I believe our past administration was all about how do we lift up humanity? How do we lift it up to a greater space where all are accepted for who they are? Mm-hmm. 
So when you start to see these things, and, and to your point, um, I think, Will, you were the one that was asking that question, yes, right? Yes, So it's, here's something really interesting that I, I found fascinating as I've done this work. Every time, so back in the days when there were only, you know, one or two states that had, you know, said, okay, gay marriage, yep, we're, we're good with it, it's, it's the law. So when we're talking about Massachusetts and Iowa, as those states started to move forward, more states started to say, we're on board too, my practice would get really, really busy. Hmm. Simply because people started going, wait, this is okay. I'm feeling safer now. Even if they weren't in a state that, where it was accepted at that time, my, my inquiries on my website, my phone would ring more and more often because was the feeling of acceptance and right. inclusion. Mm -hmm. So I think all of these things have contributed to it. What I find even more fascinating right now is I'm kind of getting the same sort of thing happening now, even though it appears, and we don't know because so far not a lot has been done yet in this administration, but it does appear that the possibility exists for them to remove some LGBTQ rights as well as, you know, yeah. black rights and Muslim rights and everything else. Mm -hmm. But, um, it appears that, you know, people are going, nope, I'm still moving forward. I'm moving forward because I believe in me and I know who I am. Right. Exactly. Wow, wow. So with that being said, what's your stance on conversion therapy? I do not believe it works. Conversion therapy? Yeah. yeah. We'll get you yeah. converted. <laughs> it's like you a lobotomy? You can actually be converted it's to like, not be yeah. gay. They call it baptizing. Yes, the they do this. Of you. Hush. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it does not work. Very, it can be very traumatic. It can be very painful. It can actually cause more damage psychologically to people. Uh, it's been proven by the psychological associations mm -hmm. and people who have done the deep looks at this that it does not serve. It does not work. And nobody, nobody can really prove it other than there's a lot of Christian right people who believe that this is the only way. Mm -hmm. I know in my heart and in my soul, mm -hmm. I cannot change who I am. Yeah, I cannot. Who right. came up with this conversion wow. therapy? No Was comments. it pants? It's been around for no, it's been a while. Years and years, years and years. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. This is the first I'm hearing about. Yeah. So, so, Rick, I'm gonna change it up a little bit. We're gonna uh, sure. This, we're gonna. This another hot. <laughs> yeah. It's very okay. hot. I'm in a three piece suit right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. I'm getting heated Don't just get by looking me at started. their name yes. on this paper. Uh, so, what's your greatest fear? With the legendary, <laughs> most talked about, yes. most famous person in all captivity, yes. President Trump. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> What's your greatest fear? Well, I, I think she just she took the words right out of my oh, mouth. Yes. I'm sorry, Rick. Uh, I, I couldn't. Okay. I had to do no. it. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, yet everything, mm. and. I'm, I'm actually, you know, yes, I'm, I'm a gay man. I'm one of the marginalized, potentially marginalized communities. You know, you guys are part of those communities. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I, I'm concerned about humanity right now. Yeah. Real true humanity. Mm -hmm. You know, because I don't think, here, here's what I find so interesting. I'm actually developing a talk right now, and I'm, I'm speaking to a couple of TEDx's about doing this talk. Oh, wow. Good. And the talk is called, America just came out of the closet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I think we need to have this conversation. Yeah. That there were a lot of people in the closet about who they really were and how they really believed. 
And for whatever reason, the, the perfect storm has now happened, and they were able to come out of the closet in this election year. Yep. What it concerns me is we all need to realize, and to my base point, we're all hiding in the closet about something. Something. So now how do we, that we've seen, America has truly stepped out of the closet, and now there's people on the closets on the right and on the left and right. in the middle and, you know, the liberals. And we're all kind of out of, we're out of our closets, all speaking our minds, which is, I know it's going to sound crazy, which is really beautiful because now there's a lot more transparency, except in the last 48 hours, about whether Russia's really been involved in all this other BS. But, I know. You know, we're all, we're all really transparent. We see each other. We're starting to hear each other. Whether we get each other or not is is mystery point. Right. Mm -hmm. But when we can be transparent, it may hurt. When we can be transparent, somebody is going to feel like they've been taken advantage of. But when we can be transparent, that is also when the healing begins. Wow. So, Rick, you have a book, Frankly, My Dear, I'm Gay, A Late Bloomer's Guide to Coming Out. Tell us about that book and where we can pick it up. Uh, that book was, it was really in me the whole time I was going, you know, when I first started coming out of my closet and, and through the early parts of my coming out journey. And then I got busy with stuff. And then about four years ago, I said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this book. Mm-hmm. It simultaneously came along with my going through my credentialing to become a certified coach. And I realized I didn't want to just write a memoir book. There's plenty of those out there kind of plenty of those out there. Um, But what I also wanted to write was a book that appealed to the person that was in my shoes. When I came out of the closet, there were very few books, period, for coming out, and even fewer. I think I found one or two books that I thought, okay, this kind of talks to me. Everything else was kind of written for the younger generation. Mm -hmm. There wasn't anything written for you're in your mid-30s, your early 40s, your 50s, you know, any of those kind of books out there. And that's why I decided to write it, but I didn't want it to be the memoir. I wanted it to be part of my story, and then we talk about that part of my story. Then the next chapter would be a coaching chapter on, okay, so you're afraid to say the word. Okay, great. Well, let's talk about how do you come to terms with who you are. How do you find that inner essence, your pure soul? And then we go to the next chapter, which might be about, you know, coming out and, and facing your faith and things like that. Then the next chapter would be coaching and techniques and things like that. So that's how the book came about. Okay. Um, you can get it pretty much anywhere. You can get it at Amazon. You can get it at Barnes & Noble online. Any of the online outlets, you can find the book. And I um, would love anybody to put their hands on it that feels like they're struggling with this struggle. And um, hope you enjoy it. There's a sassy little sassy little gal that shows up in the book who's my author ego. And mm-hmm. she's kind of fun to see where she shows up in the book and the truth that she doles out being my altered diva ego, but uh, it's definitely, <laughs> it's a little bit different book than most people would expect. They're like, okay, we're expecting this really serious book, and then suddenly these zingers come in when she shows up, and um, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. You, you also have a podcast that you do. How, how can people follow that? Sure. The podcast is called The Coming Out Lounge. Um, you can find it on iTunes. You can find it on my website. You can also find it at thecomingoutlounge.com, um, weekly, bi-weekly show. We do two shows a week, um, interview show on Wednesdays, and then I get to riff and rant on Fridays mm-hmm. about whatever is in my little brain about 
coming out and being who you are. Um, and I'm really excited because the show is going through a re well, not really a rebirth. We're doing a little bit of a switch on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be going to the bigger brand, uh, really talking about all these different closets. So by April, no later than May, it will be called Life Uncloseted, and oh, we'll wow. be exploring all, all these closets that people are coming out of. Wonderful, wonderful. And your personal, your, the website, what is that domain again? It is Rick Clemens. C-L-E-M-O-N-S.com. All right. Awesome. Well, Rick, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your inf- information, and I'm sure a lot of people were touched by that. I got a lot of information. Well, thanks for, for having so thank me. You. You thank you. All right, Rick. Nice to meet you, man. All right, Rick. Take you care. Too, man. Take care. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Good information. Good information. All right. Okay, so let's jump. We're kind of behind on our hot topics, but I want to talk about this. Rick, I mean, not Rick, but Lawrence, you and I were talking about this. You were a little ticked about um, something that was going on. But now, which is the National Organization for Women, they're calling for the Boy Scouts to include girls now that trans boys are allowed. So years, you know, years after the divisiveness of the Boy Scouts um, not allowing um, gay or transgender boys to um, openly be a part of the organization, a different membership is trying to get aboard, and they they want um, girls. They said that the organization, mm. calm down, calm down. Last last week after the BSA announced, which is the Boy Scouts um, of America, announced that it would admit transgender boys, the National Organization of Women issued a statement urging the 106-year year organization to allow girls as well. Now, this is why they say they want to do it. Um, there was a young girl who was a 15-year-old girl living in New York City. She said that she wanted to emulate her older brother, who was an Eagle Scout. And the comment that they made, which kind of made sense to me, it said women can now hold all combat roles in the military, and women have broken many glass ceilings at the top levels of government, business, academia, and entertainment, um, said the president of now. She said it's long past due that girls have the equal opportunities in scouting. So I want to know, do you guys think this is okay? You disagree with it? And if not, why? Talking to your mic. My, I don't want to be closed-minded. Let me clear for the record, I am a gay man. Um, And my indifference, I I do understand completely what uh, they're trying to do Mm -hmm. or what they want to do as far as freedom for all. This Mm -hmm. is supposed to be a free country. If Mm -hmm. it ain't free nowhere else in the world, it ain't free to live here. But a free country. (laughs) Right. um, But I feel like there should be some structures within the home. Um, I personally see it being an issue in my home. Now, you, whoever can do whatever they want to do with their own kids, but I don't get nor understand where a child is um, really being, um, what's the words? I want to be careful with my words. Where a child is careful pretty now. much being allowed to say, if this is a little boy or if it's a little girl, Hey mom, um, I want to be transgender, um, and it's not so much of oh I'm not supporting you being gay or, or wanting to be gay or whatever the case may be, but you're a child. There should, and I'm not saying that you need to be straight, but what I'm saying is you're a child. You haven't begun to live and learn the roles of life 
to even understand what transgender is, mm -hmm. to know what it is to be a gay man <clears throat> or woman. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't, I, I, I'm confused to where, I just know if it was my child and my child said, um, dad, you know, if this was my son or if it was my daughter would say, well, dad, um, you know, I know I was born a male, but I want to be a female. Why don't you start with being a human? Why don't you start with being an adult when it is time to be that? Now, mm -hmm. once you're an adult and you're looking at, oh, okay, well, it's always been in question what, you know, what I prefer, whether mm -hmm. you, if you're, you know, a little girl and you prefer other females or if you're a male and you prefer other males. But when you cross over to transgender, I mean, we're talking about a whole nother world now. You're talking about altering your body to be something completely different than what you were born. And there's something, nothing, you, something you might regret later. Yes, exactly. I, I had an opportunity a few years ago, uh, way before Odomene University, even had to take Hosta Center. Before there was half of the stuff that was over here. I lived in this area. Uh, I had went to a funeral in D.C. and I met a transgender male mm -hmm. uh, who had done the complete work. I mean, and, and I, I had a really lot, a lot of respect for them, still have a lot of respect for them, uh, because they were a very big person at first, um, but was in entertainment, and oh my God, they went from real big to slim, and then the crossover was, they had actually went through with the surgery, mm -hmm. and it was like, you know, obviously you got, what, the sixth and seventh wonder, well, that was the eighth wonder, because <laughs> I was like, oh my God, uh -huh. you know? It's like hitting a lottery. I'm not saying it was a prize for me, but I never thought I would see something like it or be mm -hmm. exposed to it. Um, but the part that bothered me was when they stated, uh, they, I think that same day after the funeral, they had a doctor's appointment where you know, I have to go get clean, make sure there's no infections and stuff. And I remember them getting back in the vehicle, and this was over 12 years ago. They got back in the vehicle and they were crying. And their friend was, you know, like, you know, I'm here, you know, I'm supportive, which was a beautiful thing. And I was curious, like, well, what you crying for? I'm thinking they're joking. And they said to me something that shook my spirit when they said, I wish I had never done this. Mm. And I was really <coughs> like, are you joking? And they, I said it. I, it came right out of my mouth. I said, mm. you're joking, right? And she was like, no. I wish I had never done. Not saying that they wish they had been gay or wanted to be transgender. But transgender, transgender is a whole thing. To, to do the itself. whole works. You know, you're taking away, especially for a male, they'll never produce kids again. Mm -hmm. You're taking away so many different other pleasures mm -hmm. that you would normally have gotten. You're not going to get them anymore. You know, the false, oh. the falseness of thinking, um, okay, yeah, you're, you're having an involvement with a person and you want that fulfillment, but you feel like it's not fulfilled. Don't you find this a little bit hypocritical? You have to. You have yeah. to find this a little bit hypocritical. How I'm so? sure as a child, you How had so? feelings that you couldn't you couldn't articulate what those feelings were. Mm -hmm. I know I'm not transgender, obviously, but mm -hmm. I know people, and I've talked to a lot of people who are transgender who mm -hmm. went through the hell of having to have the girlfriend, having to have the boyfriend. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, what I'm hearing you say is that if you had that child who expressed to you, these are the feelings that I'm having, you would tell them they need to suppress that throughout no, 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 18 no. years until no, they're no, an no, adult. No, no, I wouldn't say they need to suppress it. My thing is they need to learn to live as a child. Continue to be a child. Continue, okay, yeah. continue mm -hmm. to be a child. Continue to learn. Take life slow. I want to be there to support the child, whether it's, a, you know, it's my daughter or if it's my son. 
Mm -hmm. And if they come to me and say, hey, dad, I think I have feelings for another male or another female, uh, you know, sit down, have an appropriate conversation with them and, you know, explain to them as my view as an adult, Mm -hmm. what, what, what has caused these things, these emotions, Mm -hmm. these feelings to come about, Mm -hmm. explore that with that child. Once we've explored that and then they start talking about, oh, well, I'm thinking about doing this, gradually explain to them the consequences yeah. of some of yeah. this stuff. Well, one one thing I do that. know is that it does, it's not like, okay, I call my doctor, I want to have the surgery. Exactly. I knew you go through years of oh, psychotherapy years. and preparing to make sure exactly. that this is something that Which you want to do. do. And I would think that the case with the, the, your friend that you had is something that very rarely happens. And I don't know if that was a permanent if that was something that maybe heard or were going through where they made that decision. Mm-hmm. But I think by the time most people get to the stage where they do actually have the surgery, they're pretty sure that oh, this is the right the thing. Yeah, that that's was, what I'm saying. That's, and it, that's why it really was like, now I can understand if we was in the beginning stage and everything, they were struggling with, Back I and really want to do yeah. it. But so, they had done it and was in. So you don't think even through years of psychotherapy and, and all of this to prepare them for such a change, you still you don't think like even when they go through the surgery, you don't think, like, at some point in their lives they might regret it? Because even, th- with, think... even with all of that, I mean, the person, because you don't honestly know, you don't really know what that person is going through when mm-hmm. they're thinking, mm-hmm. when they get to that point of their lives. So even with, because we have a way sometimes of psyching ourselves out, mm-hmm. and even if you go through psychotherapy and, and, and everything and above, we have a way of, um, I guess, Denial, yeah. like we we lie to ourselves about certain or things, been lying to or been lying time. to yourself about certain things, mm-hmm. and you get to a point where you've lied to yourself so much that you start to believe the lies, exactly. and then you go through with this surgery, thinking you know, hey, you know, I went through two years of whatever, whatever, and then you get this surgery, and then one day you wake up, you're like, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> I, I really, what the hell did I just why? do? Why did I? Do I this? want to go back to being, and you can't. And you can't. You know, and it's I'm just looking like, for the, so w- the what process. Then? What, what then? I mean, I understand what you're saying. Well, yeah. It could be a process. It could be everything. But we're human beings. At any moment, we can change, change our mind. mind. As to, or at any moment, a light but, bulb or what, a reality can set in. What you're not getting. I don't think. What I don't. And I understand and appreciate. Number one, let me start by saying. Let me preface it by saying that. Mm-hmm. But I think when people get to this point, it's something that they've been dealing with. It's almost like. Somebody, I've had people tell me all the time where this is, time is it? this is something that you, I've, I've chosen. Um, just one. Hi, this is Let's Face It. Caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, this is Kim Addis calling. Hi, Kim Addis. Yes, you're coming up at at eight fifteen. I'm gonna place you on hold. We're still having a conversation, but we'll be right with you at eight fifteen. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Okay, so um. <clears throat> what was I saying? Oh, oh yeah. it's it's almost like people say, you know, I chose to be this way, or mm-hmm. or because I I had feeling I've had feelings like this that I've had ever since I was a little boy. I didn't act on them. I had a girlfriend, but I think people who are transgender have dealt with these issues. So it's not anything that's going to change. These are issues that they've dealt with from a child, maybe not expressed it. And the key thing to that is uh-huh. time. Uh-huh. This topic started about. Boy Scouts, right? You know, Girl Scouts or whatever, and the different uh, uh, privileges them lot being have without discrimination. But there's a really big block of difference. You know, when you hit eight, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, 
and to me, 17 is so an adult nowadays. Mm-hmm. But when you're in that age and you cross over, most transgender, they have been living that long lifestyle enough. a yeah. long time. They started when they were young. They And they got into their 20s and they was like, you know what? Even down to, I don't want to use the bathroom. If I'm a male, I don't want to use the bathroom like a male. I'm going to use the bathroom like females mm-hmm. do it. There's time of growth, you know, right. for that person to accept that. When we're talking about kids, mm-hmm. and, and my belief, when how I not my belief, how I feel in the situation when it comes to kids, mm-hmm. they need to first be taught how to live as a child. You know what? I agree with that. Live to I be agree a with child. That. I agree with yeah. that. I didn't get. I think that. I, I think Instead I wasn't listening to the yeah. age factor. No, it's, it. a, it's life altering yeah. decision. You're, yeah, you're talking about. 12 and 13 year old, oh, I want to be a transgender. Yeah. Where's the structure in the home? Not saying that you should be beating a child or, or anything, discipline them, but learn how to be a child. Enjoy your yeah. childhood. Yeah. And as you get, you know, you're in high school and you're getting exposed to people that's doing this, you know, you're 18, you're becoming an adult, mm-hmm. so you can go out and mingle with people who yeah. are LGBT and, or whatever the case may be. It's like cigarettes. Mm-hmm. I don't smoke cigarettes, mm-hmm. I hate them. Mm-hmm. I don't. I it, when I tell you, I can't even get in a relationship with a person who smoke. I don't even want to talk to you mm-hmm. if you smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting to me. That's my preference. Okay. Then if my child was to say, uh, "Dad, I want to smoke a cigarette." Guess what? You'll smoke a cigarette when you're 18 years old uh-huh. and you're not living in my house. Uh-huh. Okay. And if you are living in my house and you want to smoke a cigarette, go for a walk. Don't smoke it on my property. Mm-hmm. That's how I don't care. Until you are paying your own bills and right. your own responsibility, you're an adult, not just because of age, but you want to be responsible, you go do what you want to do. Right. But you're not going to do it under my household. And, yeah. and that's just, I don't know if that's an old-fashioned way. Some people may be, oh, you don't sound right saying it. I don't care. But when, when you're talking about transgender, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with the transgender. It's to me, age. it's something wrong with a child. Yeah participating and the family saying, oh, okay, you want to be transgender, so let's go ahead and take all your boy clothes and buy you skirts. Or if you want to be transgender, your girl, let's take all your girl clothes and buy you jeans and tank top. Allow that child to be a child because what can happen, and I have met individuals, they, the family supported their, the lifestyle at a very young age. They got older. And even though they're fully accepting of the lifestyle and what they want to be, but they got older and said, hold on, I wanted kids. Hmm. They get 30, 40 years old and be like, yeah, I may be gay, but I wanted kids. And it's gonna, it's almost nail to impossible for me to try to even figure out how am I going to have kids now? Naturally. How, naturally. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's nothing wrong with, you know, giving semen. And, but you, they've been robbed of that having a girlfriend, knowing what that experience is to say, is this something I want to do or not? Right. So, did, you, did you have a comment that you wanted to say? Um, this is very controversial. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a few opinions. Um, uh, we have about like one minute before we oh bring Oh my Kim gosh! On. So I'm yeah. not going to even open that camera. <laughs> okay. Because um, I have mixed feelings about the whole thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I have mixed feelings about the whole okay. thing. It could be very controversial as yeah. far as uh, the bathroom situation mm-hmm. and. Um, in sports where transgender wants to compete in the other sport. Oh, yeah. We I had that conversation a like weeks. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I'm, I Okay, I don't have a problem. First of all, I don't have a problem with LGBT. Mm-hmm. Not at all. But the only issue I have is that if you're having a wom- woman's sport, mm-hmm. have a male sport, 
naturally you're a man. I don't care how many surgeries you have. The energy. You have. Yeah. yeah, there's no I fairness. I'm there, I don't care how much yeah. you're that's a what, man. That's what it was because about. Because when yeah. something happens and you need to be that man to whoop somebody yeah. behind you're that gonna man, you're going to be a man. Yeah. And I don't care how many surgeries you have. I don't care as far as a woman. I don't care how many surgeries you have. You're when still it, a you're woman. still a woman. Yeah. You're still going to bleed unless if you have everything come out. Uh-huh. You're still a woman. So I have an issue with the sports and things yeah. like that. I have an issue with, okay, you changed to be a female. I don't think it's right for you to compete mm-hmm. in a female sport. No. Because naturally you are a man. You have strength. Yeah. Not naturally, saying my exactly. women not saying my women are, are not strong. Yeah, right. Y'all pushing our babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that ain't no Not saying me. that we're not strong, but let's say, let's take, uh, what is it, WWE? What is the, the WWE. Fight? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So you take a transgender male uh-huh. and put him with female? another female? Oh, come no, yeah. on now. Yeah. Yeah. He, I agree with he, you. She is going... Well, I don't even know what to say. He is going to murder... Right. Unless she's one of a bodybuilder. Yes. Right? And bigger than them. Yes. And is on steroids plus, there's no fairness. It's and just I agree, no right. fairness. So that's where I, I feel kind of iffy with all of it. And then I also feel like this. Okay, you're gay. Be gay. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why do you want to... I just need somebody to explain to me, like, why do you want to, like, change everything? Like, that's a We're going to come back to that after our interview. Okay. We'll, All right. Remind me. Remind yes, me. Yes, please do. But I'm going to introduce Kim Addis. She is the president and the founder of Frame of Mind Coaching and Journal Engine Software. She's an author, a speaker, an entrepreneur, coach, and the mother of five. Kim is recognized as one of North America's foremost experts on performance through thought mastery by using her unique process of integrating online journaling in her coaching. Kim helps her highly driven clients to examine and shift their thinking in order to yield extraordinary results. So we're going to welcome to the show now Ms. Kim Addis. How how are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. I have a problem hearing you a little bit. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Good. Yes. Good. Good. I know, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Hi, uh, Kim. This is Lawrence. How are you doing today? Great. How are you? I'm blessed. What's the weather like where you at right now? Oh, I'm in Toronto, and it's oh, kind of wow. cold. Minus oh, 15. Really? It's bipolar in Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Yes, bipolar. it is. Like, the one place I'm, you get I'm trying birth. to, like, my doctor, you know, we're in links. So I'm trying to get Virginia and my doctor in the same room so they can work on a prescription. <laughs> <laughs> because uh-huh. one day it could be 47, the next day it'd be 82. Like yeah. yeah. Conflicting me wearing suits. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. What is the frame sure. of mind? Uh, what is frame of mind coaching? So Frame of Mind Coaching is a coaching program that works with the highly driven population. You could say people who really have four things in common. Mm -hmm. Number one is that they have big goals that they want to achieve. Number two is that they're good people. They want to make a positive difference in the world. They're philanthropists. They do good deeds. They volunteer, those kinds of people. Number three is... They're big livers. They want the best in life. They want to travel. They want to have nice cars. They want to have mm. nice homes. They want to have amazing relationships. They want to really build their businesses or their careers. You know, th- th- they just want it all. Yes, and then number yes, four yes. is that they, yeah. uh, they tend to run into the same problems over and over again, and usually they are the source of the problems. So it could be conflict, stress, overwhelm. Uh, it could be that they overspend. It could be that they're just stressed out of their minds, but they tend to bump into that same wall over and over again. 
Okay. Okay. Those are my clients. And so what I do is I look at their thinking and how their thinking impacts their results. So the, the premise is that the way a person thinks will determine the kind of life they live, professionally and personally. And so if, if anyone who's listening feels like, hey, my life isn't going exactly how I want it to, it to go, then what we would do is not make them do different things first. We would see how they're thinking and how their thinking leads them to live this life and then help them tweak their thinking so they're ex- experiencing more of what they really want. Okay. okay. Hi, Kim. How are you? This is Chef Ariette. Hi. Okay. Um, Kim, um, you know, um, who would you say, I mean, would best benefit from uh, the fra- from frame of mind coaching? Again, it could be an entrepreneur. It could be a leader in a community. It could be... Uh, a CEO, a CFO, anyone, anyone who's driven, anyone who really wants to live an extraordinary life. That mm-hmm. is a person who's willing to roll up their sleeves and say, okay, I understand that it's my thinking that leads me to my outcomes, and I'm not getting where I want to go, so I've got to figure out what I'm, you know, how I'm thinking in ways that are leading me to, be, to a destination that I don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's really what I'm looking for, a person who's willing to look at themselves. It, it kind of sounds like anybody who is successful, exactly. who's driven to be yeah. successful, yeah, that's what could it benefit like. from it. But what, what is the process? How does it all work? How does it work? Well, what we do is we coach people for a six-month period. But it's the first 10 weeks that are really instrumental. And here's what happens in those 10 weeks. There's a call once a week. Every call is recorded, and we ask our clients to listen to the recording. The reason we do that is because we want them to start to pay attention to their language, their words. We want them to hear the stories they tell over and over again. We want them to really get a grasp over what triggers them and um, where they get stuck. And so we want them to become observers of their own thinking. And when they can hear back their calls, they can start to see how they show up. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing that we do is we ask them to journal in a private online journal with their coach every single day of the week. And so what happens is they journal, and their journal goes back to their coach. So usually when you think about journaling, it's a very private exercise. It Here is. they're sharing their journal with their coach, who then reads and responds to the journal. So why do we ask them to journal? Is because we want to see how they think every single day across a number of scenarios, situations, and life experiences. We want to see how they react in their world. We want to see how they communicate. We want to see where they're their patterns of behavior lie so that we can see how their thinking affects their results. So we're gathering a lot of data. So in those first 10 weeks, it's very intense, it's very intimate, but the coach gets a very clear picture of how clients think and how their thinking is impacting every single thing they see, hear, smell, feel, touch, everything. Hmm. Um, Yeah. That was a good one. I I I think that was interesting. Um, this is Lawrence again. Um, there are seven thinking traps that leaders encounter. What are some of those traps, and how can you overcome them? Well, one thinking trap is isolation. When we look at leaders, we find that um, a lot of leaders, you know, they're at the top of their game, and they don't feel like they can connect or communicate with people and they're left alone on an island, and when they're in trouble, they stay there. Yeah. 
right? So that's a very big problem that we see uh, a lot of leaders encountering. And what we want to do is we want to help leaders communicate and connect with other leaders so that they can uh, feel less alone and they can kind of bounce ideas back and forth with one another. Another area where uh, leaders fall into traps is the idea that they have to do it all themselves and nobody could do it as well as they can. And so they don't end up trusting their team, and that creates erosion in the team. And so what we, again, want to do is help them surround themselves with a really formidable team. Um, sometimes leaders fall into the trap of really trying to manage their image, you could say, image management. Mm -hmm. And uh, what ends up happening there is when things go south, they want to self-preserve, and they end up blaming others for what's going on. And it's a natural defensive mechanism that pops up. A lot of us do it um, so that we can continue to look good in the eyes of others. And what happens there when we end up blaming others is we fail to take responsibility, and we keep falling into that same trap over and over again. But then we also create a lot of tension and... Um, and, and kind of like a, a distancing in organizations. So those are some of the traps that we see leaders fall into. Okay. Okay, yes. Um, those are very good uh, uh, thinking traps. Um, I'm, I may even benefit from a few of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kim, um, what, are some of the, what are some of the strategic techniques used to challenge yourself and your team to achieving higher levels of performance? This question is so, um, yeah, that's a for great myself, question. too. <laughs> yeah, so for me, like, the reason why people don't perform up to their potential is really fundamentally a function of their thinking. So, you know, everybody has a certain skill level, and some people don't achieve because their skill levels are low, but you and I know that we can all develop skill, right? We can build skill, mm -hmm. we can practice over and over again, we can study. Skill is something we can develop. But those of us who don't achieve fundamentally, it's not due to a lack of skill. It's due to a belief that says, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. There's something getting in the way. So even if we look at something as simple as weight loss, as an example, right? Right. Really, what's like we know how to lose weight. There's a, an essential formula there, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Like we've got to burn more than we consume. That's a, it's like just a, a basic math formula there. Mm -hmm. We know what we're supposed to eat and what we're supposed to stay away from. We know we're supposed to move a little. We're supposed to drink a little water. It's not rocket science. If we look up weight loss plans, we could find a million of them online. But what really prevents people from taking action and sticking to it? There's something in their thinking that gets in the way. Just and it themselves. could be something like, hey, I don't want to miss out. It could be something like food is my source of love and comfort. Right. It could be something like, I don't have it in me to stick to this. It could be something like, I don't deserve to be, you know, fit and beautiful. It could be that I'm just tired and overwhelmed and totally stressed, and I have other things taking up my concern and priority. So there are a million things that could potentially get in the way that have to do with one's thinking. And really, when we want to achieve a goal and we're struggling to achieve a goal, it's really important to stop for a minute and examine the thinking around that goal. So money is another subject that a lot of people struggle with. Some people find it easy to be very wealthy, and some people 
for some people, it's very elusive. They can't seem to acquire the kind of wealth they're looking for. Money just slips through their fingers. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with the way they think about money. It has to do with the way they think about wealth. It has to do with the way they think about whether or not they deserve it. And so what we want to do is we really want to challenge a person's thinking, a challenge a person's beliefs around different subjects to see what beliefs are really standing in the way of their success. Hmm. Right? I'll, I'll give you another example. You take an Olympic athlete, and if he gets to the starting line of that race, and in the back of his head he thinks, I'm never going to win, well, he's defeated. Oh, he already, exactly. he already destroyed beginning. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so it's that language, it's that words. dialogue that happens in the back of your head that really determines whether a person succeeds or fails. Right. And so my job is to surface that dialogue and challenge it. That's, hmm. that's really what we do. And you also say that there is a value in online journaling, correct? Yes, it's huge. So um, we ask our clients to journal every single day. The reason we do that is because we want to see how our clients think all the time, as much as possible, mm -hmm. right, in a number of scenarios. We want to see how they think at work. We want to see how they think with their spouses, their children, their, their siblings, their friends. We want to see how they think across a number of scenarios, in stressful scenarios, in relaxing scenarios, on vacation, etc. Some people go on vacation and they're stressed out of their mind, right? So what we want to see is how they think. And that gives us information that helps us understand what that dialogue is that's running their lives. So for someone who's not working with a coach but they want a journal, that has an incredible value as well. Because once you start journaling, you start to see you're thinking outside of your brain. Right. The right? pattern you, of you your, your pattern it, right? of outside of, and, and the minute you start to observe it outside of yourself is the minute you can say, hey, does that thinking even make any sense? Right. And one of the things that I've discovered, I've been coaching for well over 11 years, mm -hmm. and uh, people make things up, right? They invent things. And unfortunately, a lot of people invent things that are harmful to themselves. Mm -hmm. Right? So, yes, and yes. so what we find is people believe things that are inherently hurtful and untrue. Hmm. So and, my and job it can, is it can come from many different aspects, too. You don't know what that person's uh, life um, was like growing up. You don't know what trauma they've um, been through. You're, you know, everyone has a story, so you're not sure where this stuff stems from, but you're absolutely right. We are, um, I guess we're, we are the authors of our book, if it's going to be a bestseller or if it's going to be a flop. And if you put yep. in your mind that you've already failed and you've you're been gonna defeated, fail. you're going to fail. It's funny something uh, you say earlier, Kim, um, when you were saying when it comes to uh, leaders, you know, a leader doesn't have to be a CEO of Fortune 500 company owner or runner. It's mm -hmm. an entrepreneur mind person who steps out of the line of people who are walking what we call the dead path. Mm -hmm. And I call it the dead path is because they're going with uh, corporate. I'm mm -hmm. outside of corporate. Mm -hmm. um, and I myself as a leader, I have been through those hells of gates or gates mm -hmm. of hells mm -hmm. when it comes to I have the ideas, I have the ambition to uh, step outside of the norm and do for myself and then bring other people on. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, 
you know, you try to bring, you, you sit people down and you express your whole life to them. Hey, you know, this is what I've been through. This is what I'm trying to go. And they're blinking at you like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. And it seems like, you know, for a minute they're with you. It, it kind of always reminds me of the, uh, not Tyler Perry, but Medea story mm-hmm. when he talked about the tree of life. Mm-hmm. You have those people who are like leaves. You have oh, to let those yes. people go. Uh-huh. You have those people that you really put in trust. They may even know your bank account number. Mm-hmm. And they're like those false branches. They're mm-hmm. artificial. Mm-hmm. They look mm-hmm. very strong. Mm-hmm. As soon as you step out of them and the wind start coming in. That they hurricane, shift. They shift and they crack. And then you're sitting there high and dry. Mm-hmm. Literally. You know, you. I have gotten to the point now that I literally, even within my team of people that's in my team, you know, I tell people this isn't nothing's perfect. But mm-hmm. if I'm, if I'm going to be those roots in your life. Mm-hmm. I need you to be those roots as well. Right. So you know, it, what you're saying is so true because it really is true. It's it's especially as a leader. You know, you as soon as you start getting into that discouragement mind, I have been there so close to suicide. Oh feeling God. like, you know what, I quit. You know, I, and it's not just I want to quit life. I quit because I have done, I have put all of me into the people, you know, or to into people to see my vision. And I had to learn the hard way is I had to revise myself. I had mm-hmm. to start back with myself. I had to start within myself and then go out and have a one-on-one conversation pe- with people who are not just there, but with people who are doing the same like-minded things that I'm surrounding right, yourself right, right. with positivity. Yes. Yes. Well, Kim, how you can know, you said, go ahead? You said something interesting before. You said everyone has a story, mm-hmm. and yes. you're 100 percent right. Except that you could tell the story a number of ways, right? Mm-hmm. So we all have experiences, and the way that we interpret those experiences or tell the story of those experiences will determine what our life is about. So everybody has, in the span of their life, some adversity that they face. Mm -hmm. Part of life. Right. And those people who are super successful will bounce back from that adversity much quicker than the norm, but they'll also take that negative experience and turn it into something positive. That's right. Right. Right? You're going to fall. That's what we do. That's what we do with our clients is we teach them to leverage adversity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what, Kim, you have a quote that I really love. I'm going to actually get this framed. I'll credit mm. you, but I'm going to get it framed. It <laughs> says, wherever you end up, your thinking got you there. Yeah. You can shift your thinking to yield the results you desire. Mm. That's a great quote. I love that quote. Yeah. That's the first, uh, first thing you. I noticed. But, but how, how can people follow you, and especially if they want to get with you for counseling? Uh, frameofmindcoaching.com and I'll tell you something mm-hmm. you know very often there's an exercise that I give my clients is it okay if I give your listeners this exercise yes yes please it's a journaling exercise and it's three questions and for those of you who are listening grab a, a piece of paper and a pen and write down these three questions question number one is what do you really really want and why are there two reallys? Because it's not what somebody else wants for you or what's expected of you. It's what does your heart truly want. Right. So that's question number one. Question number two is what would, your, what would your life be like if you had what you really want? In other words, why is that thing so important to you? And question number three is what's getting in your way of mm. having what you really, really want right now? Mm. So write those questions down. That's a great journaling assignment. And if any one of you is really, really bold, then send it to me. 
and uh, I'll, I'll have one of my coaches review it with you. Wow. My, my email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. So basically the questions are, what do you really want? What does your heart truly want? Question number two is, what would your life um, be once you've gotten what you want? And number three is, what's stopping you from getting what you want? Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. Thank what's you. What's stopping you from having what you want right now? Okay. Awesome. Well, Kim, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing so much valuable information. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for thank having you, Kim. me with you. Have a good night. Good night. You too. Okay. That was are we going to jump back good. into the conversation we were having or are we going to move forward? What do you guys feel like doing? Because um, we, we have really not covered a lot. Yeah. It's up to you. We um, have somebody who responded on um, Instagram to you. I don't know who it was to. But they said, um, I don't agree. If you identify as a boy or girl, doesn't mean that you have to have the change as a child. But you are to guide them through that feeling. But you don't overlook it. You don't overlook it as a child. Um, what is it? But you don't overlook it as a child's need to be a child. Need to be, oh yeah, as a child just needs to be a child. Be a child yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, let's move on to this real quick. I okay. want to see what okay. you because I want to get into some dirt of yours. Okay. So, cheating husband sues Uber for revealing affair to his wife and causing their divorce. So, a French businessman he blamed the app for a breakdown in his relationship and is suing them <laughs> for millions of dollars. Uber, which, as you know, um, acts as a quick and easy taxi service, allowing people to hail nearby cars to their exact location, is facing a lawsuit. This man's wife was alerted to his location while he was cheating on her with another woman. The man, who's from southern France, requested a car using his wife's phone, according (laughs) to local reports. But when he gave the phone back to her, the app continued to send her notifications to his whereabouts, basically, even after he had logged out. So I want to know, number one, do you think he has a case? And then have any either of y'all ever been busted by your, okay. su- your significant you other? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me calm down. Yeah. Yum, yum, cure. <laughs> Let me stop. Okay. Um, first of all, it's uh-huh. a classic case of being selfish and trying to blame everyone else uh-huh. for, your, for your problems uh-huh. and for your downfall. Uh-huh. He's just mad as hell because he got busted. Busted, okay? right. I don't think... Okay, does he in this crooked role? Does he have a lawsuit? Yeah, he probably in has America? a lawsuit. You think so? Yeah, he probably has a lawsuit because if this one, if a woman can sue McDonald's because oh, her the stu- coffee, yes, because her <laughs> silly behind. I'm trying to be nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> can sue McDonald's for her silly behind burning herself uh-huh. with coffee, knowing that yeah. gone well right. that when you buy coffee it's hot as hell uh-huh. she can sue McDonald's and now every cup it's because of her every cup has caution contents oh. are hot it's because of that case if she can sue if if an attorney can sue McDonald's and uh-huh. she makes millions because of her lack of common, common sense, sense common sense to know yeah. that she's drinking hot coffee mm-hmm. this man has a case You're right. okay You're right. but how are you going to blame somebody for your own down? First of all, you're cheating. Uh-huh. You're stupid enough mm-hmm. to use your, what is wife's, it, your phone. wife's phone. Yeah. Even though you, you say he logged to out. Get caught. Yeah. You're stupid enough to use your wife's <laughs> phone to go see the side chick. Yeah. As a matter of fact, today's national side chick. Oh, is Rose it? Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm promoting Hi, y'all. Oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> so, you know, you're, you're stupid enough to use your wife's phone. Uh-huh. 
and you're busted, and now you want to be all mad, yeah. mad and willy nilly uh-huh. because you got caught. Come on now, it get the hell out of here. Of the classic case of the guy who got fat because you wanted to stuff your face with McDonald's. Exactly. And now yes. McDonald's, including every fast food restaurant, yes. And the reason why you go in there is these big bulletin boards that's telling you everything that's, that's on there. Supposed, uh-huh. it's supposed to post everything that's up there. Calorie count. Is that why? That's yeah. why. Yeah. That's I why. know that. He a lot of things McDonald's. are written in blood. Yeah, he's su- exactly. They're written he in blood. McDonald's because he got obese and won. That's why this idiot has a case. I and hate that's to why say he it. He has a case. He has I'm a case, and he cool. might win. Mm-hmm. I'm not, he he might win. win. He probably will because win. then you get into if you want to get a devil's advocate, you want to you get into HIPAA, but you get into yeah, privacy. I'm gonna tell you what a problem pri- is gonna come in. If he wins, it's gonna ruin it for, for everybody else. Everybody else, and this is how it's gonna ruin. Mm-hmm. Let's say I want to Uber you somewhere mm-hmm. or Lyft or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. company that you decide to come out. I just with, heard about a, Lyft. You know, yeah. you feel me? If I want to get you somewhere, and it's done on my phone. It has to be on my car. It's, it's going to be just the way it is now. Mm-hmm. They're going to add something to it. But guess what? If that if that um, information isn't registered to you, they're not going to pick you up. Meaning, exactly. they can get so petty to the point yeah. to say that when you get in the vehicle, you have to show the driver your, your ID, ID. Yeah. okay, mm-hmm. your identification before they even take off. Mm-hmm. Which that's is going to take thing that's so happen. much time. And that's going to so, it's gonna it's gonna be hurt them. Because I may financially. Uber, it might be an emergency. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine's car break down or, you know, they need a ride or something and I can't come help or can't about All right, look, Uber be there. I'm not even going to be able to do that You're because not. an idiot wants to cheat on his yeah. wife exactly. with her phone. Wait, but, and, and then his phone? With, exactly where's his where's phone? phone why the heck are you using Dude, your he wife's he phone out the phone. but why but you y'all have y'all ne- so y'all never been busted no. for doing nothing stupid I, well, you know what? I plead the fifth I ain't pleading the fifth no, no, you I can't plead the fifth here like I ain't never did <laughs> but you know I know no okay no. I'll be the first to tell you okay this I did something stupid you know how you send text yes you have a whole bunch of text out oh my god you know you be you sent it to the wrong I person. I sent it to the wrong oh. person. And they had to make up a reason for why what I meant. What you talking about? Though? What did you say? You know, just God, God, God loves you. Meet me tonight at 12. Let's not go to church. Yes. Yeah, that, so that I understood it, man. That was a hard thing. But day. you know what? Sadly, though, he does He's, have a case. He has a case. And, yeah. he might, and he don't has, be surprised if he wins. I won't. He might win this I case. Won't. He might win it. No. It's, it's, it's only because you're in America. Yes. And, and, you know, it's funny we're talking about this because uh, this topic, it came up uh, with some friends of mine. We're talking about uh, good old Jerry with something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I don't understand. Don't get me started. How? You big franchise, multi-zillion dollar mm. company across the world. Mm-hmm. You pick a person to be the sponsor mm. for your company, representing you. Right. You're paying millions of dollars for these commercials. Mm. And, and free sandwiches. Me, free sandwiches for life. Mm. And you're telling me that you didn't decide to do any kind of investigation. Yeah. I mean, on this big time I'm pedophile. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say, for instance, um, I'm going to somebody's going to use me as a sponsor 
and they come along and say, have you been convicted of a felony? Before you can ask me, I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? This is my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get my hopes up right. thinking I'm about to stroke this contract and get with something, and then you're cutting me because I'm a convicted felon. We're mm-hmm. going to stop that right now. Mm-hmm. I am a convicted felon. Yes. Okay? I'm going to give you a... I, I, here's the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Go go, go confirm exactly what I'm a convicted felon exactly. for. Mm-hmm. We ain't going to have this issue later on. Yeah. And that was a clear case I of said the same this thing. man has been pedophying kids for years, years. Yeah. before he got years. with Subway. Yeah. And then you've been with Subway since, God, how long? Oh, my God. And you're just I hate to say my age, but the, the I, next was, problem, I was about to say how long. The next problem I have is, how in the world are you the wife and you're saying you don't have a clue? Please. And now you want to sue Subway because of what? You see my pork chop look on my face, right? Lord Jesus, this is my dear voice, and it's just not. It's just we're all hungry in here. I should have bought some food. You should. I, I thought you, you know were. What? My last yeah. chef bought. Chef Ponder brought some food. I'm well, not going to okay, throw names, that's, but that's okay. That's okay. Invite me on the show again, and I'm bringing some food. Okay, all right. It's going to be the best thing you ever had. It's America, so I guess. Okay. Well, go ahead, honey. Let's let's talk about this next store, man. Okay, go ahead. The friend zone can be a cruel, lonely place. So this guy named Daniel and a female companion Mm. spent the day together. And what he did, he he, he really laid it out for her. Mm. Um, He took her to dinner. He took her to Top Golf. He got her flowers. Mm. And he went, took a horseback ride. He went all out. He really, really, he was feeling her. And And she had the audacity to describe it as a friend date. This is what she did. She posted a picture of the two of them sharing a lovely embrace. And wrote on social media, she said, from top golf to dinner, flowers, ice cream, and horseback riding. Mm, You outdid yourself on this friend date, Daniel. You wanted to set a standard of how I should be treated, and you sure set a high one. I thank God for I thank God so much that He put an amazing friend like you in my life. Oh. Thank you for making me feel like a true princess. Hashtag still single though. Oh. She let Jeez, you want I'm a dear voice. Yes. <laughs> With this suit woman, yeah. let me oh tell you God. something. When a man comes along yes. and he wants to spend money on you, yes. he wants to show you yeah. the church say amen. Amen. Okay, he wants hallelujah. to spend money, hallelujah, too, on yeah. you and show you something better than those other sidekicks are uh-huh. doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you put him on social media and humiliate Look, girl. Yeah. Stop popping that gum. Yes. <laughs> Something's wrong with her. Let go of the chicken because dinner. I'm going to tell you something. And find you a way. I have been in a situation mm-hmm. where people have, oh, I want to take you out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. If I am not from the gate interested in where that could go Bye-bye. and me plan, you know, making it, I don't want you to feel like I'm misleading you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm and going that to was climbing, pure misleading. Yeah, I'm going to purely, from the beginning, say, hey, look. We can do those things, but I'm going to bring some other people with me. Mm-hmm. Why don't you bring some people with me? If you want to do that, we can all pitch in and have fun. Yeah. But that's a little too intimate. Yes. And if you did not want this person to cross that line as a friend, mm-hmm. guess yeah. what? It should have never happened. Never got I need there. to know what did she do, though? Like, what that, signs did she put out? Like, what, did she, she make them feel... Like it's going to go somewhere. Maybe I don't know. Consciously or unconsciously, I'm not blaming her. Maybe, but I'm just you know, unconsciously. Probably spent five hundred dollars. There have been times where 
initially I thought there was going to be something there, and then maybe on the date you realize yeah. it's not going to work. Yeah. And that's different. Yeah. But you don't go but on he social went all media. Out. He went all out. And then she blasted him on, on social, social media. media. On social media. Now, so dirty. Did something Have crazy. you ever been friended? You wanted somebody, but they put you in that friend zone? Well, I'll say this. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It, it I'm guilty. To, I place people in friend zones. It, it, it happened I'm to sorry. me recently. I was I wanted to get to know a person. Uh-huh. I really liked how they were. Um, they kept, um, I want to say, um, beating around the bush. Mm-hmm. It was. I, I ain't going to say they wasn't ready. It wasn't like I wanted a relationship. I just wanted to have a conversation with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, they were so... Fixed on, oh, you know, we'll meet up one day. Or we're, I ain't pressed. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and you don't mind I, telling people that. I sure ain't yeah. pressed. Uh-huh. And if I look at it, I go out of my way. Mm-hmm. And my schedule, I'd rather be sitting on my couch watching my fireplace burn mm-hmm. than to be sitting here trying to come. I have just learned, when it, especially when it comes to getting into relationships, I've, I've been really telling people this here lately, get to know a person mm-hmm. first. Yes. Mm-hmm. Spend time on getting to know that person, way yeah. out the good, the bad, the in between. Yeah. And if it's months down the road and this is still going on and it clicks in your head and say, you know what? You're not that person. I really like you as a person and I'd rather us have a friendship, communicate mm-hmm. that with that person all the time. Mm-hmm. So that that person know and they can go on about their life when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or if you feel like, you know what, let's take this to the next level. Taking mm-hmm. it to the next level doesn't mean go get engaged. Exactly. It means, hey, look. What, what does it mean? It means, okay. th- this is what I feel it means. It mm-hmm. means whoever those other people that's in your phone that you conversate with, you need to send them all a group text message, <laughs> yeah. all 50 of them, yeah. and say, hey, look. He said 50. Um, I'm talking to someone right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we have something going or whatever, I'm being honest with you and let you know that I'm pursuing this person. Mm-hmm. They're pursuing me. I ask that you respect my wishes at the moment. Uh, it does not mean we can't communicate. It does not mean that we can't go out and chill every once in a while, but respect that I am communicating with a person on a little more personal level. Yeah. Be respectful of that. Um, and not bis- be misleading those other 50 people. Yeah. And then you go from there. People do these type of things. You get a good man or good woman that yeah. you know really is, oh my God, this man, he just really spent a lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of thought. And a lot of, oh my God, the thought process oh and gosh. reservations we probably did to do she all needs that. To send him my just way. for her to go, and Bob, I'm going to tell you some karma. She needs to send him my way. Karma, yeah. Karma <laughs> is a institution. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is, it's going to happen to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. going to meet put, a dude. And put all that effort Especially, in like you said, she led him on. Yeah. 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 She's yeah. going to meet a guy. And he's gonna look like the prince in armor. Yeah. And she gonna pull out, huh, tell mama, grandmama, yeah. uh, uh, the the girlfriend club, and all that other mm. stuff. And you're gonna pull up in a restaurant, probably the same one of the restaurants he's taking you to, and he's gonna be sitting with another chick. With another mm. chick. And you're gonna be on uh, social media telling who. You ain't yeah. gonna tell nobody. Right, or you're gonna right, be sitting right. in a restaurant with him, and he's gonna say, Are we gonna go Dutch? Mm-hmm. Oh, that I was the topic. I left too. my wallet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm. but you know what? We're gonna come back. We have a, um, a few more questions, and then okay. I'm gonna do my segment where I interview you guys to see okay. exactly where your head is. And then okay. we're gonna talk about some of your events. Okay, because okay, I know great. you have something coming on. Awesome. So um, stay tuned. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. 
It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty, something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Hey, Dr. Phil here. You know, I help people solve difficult problems every day, but one problem has me stumped, childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. Luckily, the Feeding America network of local food banks collects surplus food, giving hope to hungry children and their families. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Layla Ali. I might be undefeated in professional boxing, but there's one problem even I can't fight alone. Childhood hunger. Over 17 million kids in America may not know where their next meal is coming from. That's one in five children. Yet billions of pounds of surplus food produced right here in America just get thrown out every year. That's more than enough to feed every last hungry child. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to hungry kids before it goes to waste. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank by going to feedingamerica.org. Together, we can knock out hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. To help solve hunger in your community and to find your local food bank, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation. For us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. You're now listening to Let's Face Lives the Marines. Back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back to Let's Face It. We're in the studio with Ariat Penn and my boy Lawrence. About to wrap up everything, but I had a question for you. I had a question for you. Um, so I have a friend, not a friend, but an associate, who was just telling me he's a player still in his fifties. <laughs> um, he has a wife, oh, and he has a side chick. Oh Jesus! But he's upset with his side chick because he says she's not loyal. To, 
She's not loyal to him. He had the audacity is that, to say that. Is that not hypocritical? He doesn't understand why. He had the audacity yeah, to say that. Yeah, he said because he he pays this, he pays that. You agree? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm agree. Oh, Pen, you got to get on the mic, man. Why? Why? Grab a chair, Pen. Yeah, you got to get on the mic. Come on now. Because sweetheart, yeah. grab his chair yeah. for him yeah. so he can mostly. Come on, come on, come on. You, I need yeah, I need to hear this. I one. got to hear this. Yes, because my <laughs> uncle just walked in and he got something he want to say. Yeah, mm. <laughs> my uncle gonna interview you. Yeah, okay? you just became a guest. Tonight. Yes, yes, yes. Phone, phone Ladies and gentlemen, Pen Pedro. Yes, welcome, okay. welcome. Okay. Now, what, what was you just saying? I, I got to hear. I'm, I'm 62. My, I'm 62. And, uh, uh, first of all, um, excuse my English. You know, I speak yeah. more oh, French okay. than English. Okay, you know? but I speak English. I don't speak French. <laughs> I speak French fry. Um, French toast, but I don't French speak French. French. Um, so, so you don't think he's being hypocritical? No. Okay. Oh, uh, why? Ask why? the question again. So the, the question, the question, okay, my married friend mm-hmm. has a girlfriend who he, he pretty much does a lot of supporting for her. Well. Because um, I, I guess she's clinically disabled. Mm. And he he's really hard on her. He wants her to be loyal, even though he's not being loyal. But he says he has the right to want that from her. You agree with that? Why? I'm 100. I, I, I'm going to say I'm 200% agree with that. Oh, what? Jesus. 200. Let us pray. He said 200. 200%. Listen. Uh-huh. A married man. Uh-huh. If a married man decides to have a side chick, mm-hmm. there's a reason for that. Like, okay. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Let me try to find my words. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I said, I wish I could say it in French. Uh-huh. Uh, no, no French fries here. <laughs> no French fries. Um, you laugh. They have a side chick mm-hmm. because they they um look out for something. Right. Mm-hmm. And you see, most of the side chick, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, um, an expert, but on my point of view, uh-huh. if a girl like accept to be with you mm-hmm. when she knows that you are married, mm-hmm. ah, okay, she has a lot of expectation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm following she, you. I'm following you so far. She has a lot of exigence. Like, is it a good word? What is it? Like, she, um, she's expecting a lot. A like, lot. Yeah. She's entitled. She feels she's entitled. She's entitled. And yeah. sometimes to privileges. Yeah, to she privileges. said, okay, you know, he's a married man mm-hmm. and he wants me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to show him. Mm-hmm. He has to give me this. This she, Sometimes they ask for stuff that they don't even want right. or need yeah. right. just because they are, oh, I'm the side chick. Okay, uh-huh. you have to spend on me. Uh-huh. Most of the time, married men spend more in the side chick than the wife right. or the family. Right. Based on the, let's say based on that, it's she, like, like I can say, you invest in your family and and um and an entrepreneur point of view, you invest in your family, mm-hmm. but you spend on a child's side chick. Right. That money or all that you spend, hey, is that is that too much to ask for? Hey, respect, respect me. Respect me. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. As a woman, uh, I understand uh, where he's coming. Uh, uh, that's the least you can do. That's yeah. No. That's the least you can me do. Me giving you this, no. this, 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 no. this. 
That's mm. a, yeah. Mm. Okay. But let me tell you something. Mm. If you are my side chick, mm. but you have a boyfriend, and I knew that, mm. that's a different. Different story. Okay. Different story. But if you know I'm married, and you're my side chick, mm. and I'm invest a lot on you, mm-hmm. hey, you have to give me that respect back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Back in my normal world. I get that. This is what I have a problem with. Okay. What about the wife? What well, she was already disrespected by her, her being in existence anyway. Besides, and you. that's what my problem. Is. Yeah. She doesn't know this person exists. Right. It's okay. They're married. I get that. Mm-hmm. Now, if she knew this person exists, mm-hmm. and you continue to rock that ring, you act, you part along, right along with everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. But as the wife or husband. <clears throat> You don't have no clue that, oh, you're spending money on a side chick mm-hmm. or a side guy, mm-hmm. whatever. There's no, fa- that is just, Let no. me tell you something. May I say something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something uh-huh. Something. Preach on sister. Yes. Back in my uncle book. Go on, tell them what you're yes. doing. <laughs> okay. I hate to say it, but we can't there hear are, you. oh, <laughs> sorry. Lord yeah. Jesus. Okay. I'm back on the mic. Uh-huh. Hold yet. on. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> I hate to say it. I understand. Um, Penn's point of view. I, mm-hmm. And then as a woman, you know, I have my um, I have my say on, on certain things. Right. But as a some women, they know, like he said, he's investing in his family, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And he's spending on the side chick, oh, right? I, I I, I, no, not you. No, no, no. It's a point of view. No. It's not something that he's doing. Oh, my God. It's not. You're going to have some explaining to do. Yes. Ninon, is, we're just using this as, as an example. An example. Not this gotcha. is not real. Okay. The example is, you know, as a, yes, as a side chick, some, as a, um, you're spending on side chick. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but there's some married women who know yes. that their husband oh, yeah. have a side chick. But listen, yes. But because they're, they are comfortable financially. Mm-hmm. They're comf- they, There's a they, certain they, level they of good. comfort that mm-hmm. they have. They exactly. have everything. Pro- they they're not going to come out and say, "Oh, I accept it," but they uh, they accept yeah, it. it. They're with it. You mm-hmm. understand what I mean? It's, yeah. And it's 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 very conflicting. It's a controversial topic. Yeah, yes. it's, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. Not it's been going on before forever. Christ. Oh, it's going to wow. keep going on yeah. after Christ. Yeah. Is it a good thing? No. no. Is it something to get into? No. Is it something that some people want to get into? Yes. Not all the, not time. All the time. Sometimes they find themselves in certain situations like that. But it, uh, this it's it's very shaky. I yeah. can't do it. It's very you shaky. You can't do it. No. It's you can't shaky. do what? Psychologically, my mind, the way I'm set up, if I spend one brown penny, uh-huh. and your minds, your minds. Mm-hmm. And it's simple. If I'm in, if if I'm in a relationship, forget the relationship. If I am married to you, mm-hmm. and I am going now, I, I'm Superman. Mm-hmm. I am the Hulk. I am uh, the, the, <laughs> the I'm everything in that one you need, yes. to mm-hmm. go out in this world and provide. It doesn't mean that my partner can't do that as well. Mm-hmm. But the problem comes in that if you're spending money. You know what? Beyond oh, uh, you just meeting up with somebody, mm. whatever. That's you're an investment. You're spending money. money. You're investing. Yeah. You're investing. Our money at that point. Person, our yes. money. Yeah. Into a whole other person, yeah. and then they have the audacity to have an attitude because of what? Listen, 
divorce. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me get your money, mm -hmm. okay? Because you did sign that document. Mm -hmm. I'm a smart black brother. Mm -hmm. I don't have to have a degree here at Olympia University. <laughs> yeah. You know that, okay? We're, it's a problem. Why yeah. are you going out and investing not only your time and our money into another person, then you need to go be with that person. Mm -hmm. And I need to go on with my life and find somebody that's going to invest all of them into, into me. me. Okay. As well as okay. I'm going to do all right. You know what? We're, we're going to have to end it there. Yeah. But I want to thank both of you yes. for, for coming in. Thank you for filling in the last one. You were amazing. Thank were you, you nervous at all? No, not okay. at all. Most people are nervous. Yeah. Lawrence, this is not your first time. Yeah. It's your first time? Really? Oh. Your first time here? Well, Co-hosting. Oh, you did okay. a wonderful job. Well, I, I, I want both of y'all to come back at some point. Definitely. Okay, but I want to give you, Lawrence. Here. You have an event coming up at ten o'clock, right? Yeah. yeah. Tell everybody what you're doing, where it's at, and you know what's All going right, down. So for my followers that's watching me, me right now. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> um, tonight I'm gonna be at Lido's Bar and Lounge. Uh, it's Which is in where? Norfolk, Virginia, off of Little Creek Road. Okay. Uh, for those who are not really familiar, especially military or people that's in town, guests or whatever, um, you cannot miss it. There's only one Walmart and Sam's Club on Tywater Drive. Mm -hmm. um, across the street from the, uh, well, on Little Creek Road, right. across the street from the Sam's Club, um, you'll see a Captain D's. You mm -hmm. cannot, oh, yeah. Yeah. You cannot mm -hmm. miss the Captain D's in the parking lot because Lido's kind of shared. There's much Near where the flea market was, right? Well, Near the flea market silly... actually is behind it. Okay. It be the plasma bank. There's a plasma bank on the corner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lido's Bar and Lounge. Um, it's a very nice setup. Okay. You know, it's um, it's not a club. You know, I try to tell people when I look at a club, I'm looking at 500 plus people. Mm -hmm. um, this can fit 300 plus people, so okay. that's a nice space. Um, you have a what they call a bar and lounge hookah cigar bar. Um, definitely food catered to throughout the whole um, establishment. Uh, Wavy Wayne is going to be my special guest artist tonight performing. Um, this is a Valentine, even though Valentine's was yesterday, mm -hmm. and you said, what's this We're gonna national? Today's National Side Chick and Side Chick. Mm -hmm. So, hey, if you Brought have to a you side chick me lunch. and you was with your main chick or main guy yesterday, and you was like, God, I can't wait to get away from you to go be with the side chick. Yeah, person. this is their time. This is the perfect the day. February 15th. Right. Step out, put some clothes on, don't just get caught on camera, because we're yeah. going to be taking pictures. Yes. Um, I'm also going to be giving away raffle uh, prizes. So, you know, I went if out I and bought a working, bunch of I'd Valentine's candy. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, also, um, this is something um, that I'm also going to be doing. Um, it's almost like a volunteer thing uh, and a, a give back. Um, if you're a female or if you know a female um, that recently just had a baby, I'm talking infant, I have over $250 in gift uh, certificates oh, or wow. gift cards to give away for baby uh, infant paraphernalia. Okay. Um, and these are different um, entrepreneur-type companies um, that I have been in network with, um, sponsors as well. Um, spon uh, sponsors as well. Uh, but I'm going to be giving away raffle prizes. If mm -hmm. I die. Um, raffle prizes, uh, the works. We're going to be giving all kinds of stuff away tonight. So like I said, it's free before 11 p.m. tonight. 
I think it's five after uh, eleven. Depending on how big the crowd is, it, the price will change to ten for the remaining of the night. Which it'll end at what time? Uh, Three, it'll end two? at two. Okay. Uh, probably a little t- after two, depending One, on how the night goes. And it's mixed crowd. It's a very mixed crowd. It's LGBT friendly. Okay. Uh, it's everybody friendly. Please come out in a positive mind because I only promote positive events. Any dress code at all? The dress code. Uh, I'm in a suit because I'm kind of representing as the promoter. Um, and I'm kind of asking that if you do come out, put some clothes on. Okay. You know yeah. Come down, just make it. yeah. Don't. I mean, just put. If you don't do it once, put something on that people are gonna be like, oh yeah, I stepped out tonight. Okay. Um, we're gonna do uh, best dressed singles, males and growing females. And exactly, because it is growing sexy. We're gonna do um, best dressed couples. So, like I said, you know. Anything that I promote, anything that Temptation uh, Promotion promotes, we're promoting a good time. Okay. Um, thank you for my team. Thank you all so much because they're out there right now setting up. They've been out there for the last hour, balloons and everything else. And I'm about to get a break, go eat something, and I will be at Lido's. I'll see you all tonight. All right, all right. In the area in Pen Pedro. Yes. So what's going on with you guys? How can people get in contact with you? Okay, yes. It's uh, Fusion Melange. Um, we're a um, catering uh, company here in Hampton Roads. Um, like I said, we're a one-stop shop. And my team consists of uh, Wendy Corridon. She's with Creative Edge. She does event planning. Um, Jean Lazar, photography. He does um, all of your pictures. Christopher Berry with Chris Anthony Consulting. Rose Ligero, your uh, makeup, makeup artist extraordinaire. And um, Janelle Wilson, who's my personal assistant, and of course, Pen Pedro, who's my advisor and publicist. Okay. And we are a one stop shop. You know, you come to us, you know, for all of your catering needs corporate, weddings, private dinners, parties, baby showers, you name it, divorce parties, wedding oh. parties, you name it, coming out parties, whatever it is uh-huh. that you want to do. Right. We, we are you. here, whatever we got function. you. Right. Got yes, you. we got how, so you. So, how can people. Get, you're on Facebook. How can people yeah. get in contact with you? Um, you can get in contact with me. My phone number is uh, 757-975-0603. You can um, email me at fusionmelunge at gmail.com. And you get to me, and I can point you in all the directions that you need to go. And um, my website is being worked on. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> my website is being worked on, so it should be up by next month. We do have... Um, Oh, and I and I also want to shout out to Jacoby um, Debuvier. Yes, 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 Jacoby yes, yes. Thank you so yes, much, Jacoby. Yeah, he's awesome. um, Fusion Melange and team is looking forward to um, be a sponsor for the Black Man Rocks yeah. Image Awards. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, okay. Did anybody have so, anything else to say? Did you yes. Uh, I'm going to hand the mic over to Penn. Okay. <laughs> I, I, um, I would say we're from the Caribbean originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And everybody who... Have you guys ever been somewhere in the Caribbean? I like, mm, no. Really? Uh-uh. Do you guys know any Haitians? Mm-mm. Well, we're the first Haitians to yeah. you know us too right yeah, here. I know too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I invite you to visit the Caribbean, yeah. especially uh-huh. Haiti. Yes. Haiti. And we have the best beach mm-hmm. in the world. Really? I'm telling okay. you, clear water. And our food is... It's ex- the best. Okay. Exactly. That's why when you like... When you deal with fusion melange mm-hmm. for your f- for catering, mm-hmm. you have the best food in the yeah. world. Okay, yep. all right. And I will bring a sample if Please you invite do. us back. I will. Yeah. I will. I will. I will. All right. Thank yes. you. Thank you all for are coming. You, are you daring me? Thank you all for coming. <laughs> all right. You. Thank you for having no us. No problem. No problem. Everybody, I want to thank you all for tuning in and um, coming on um, YouTube Live. Make sure that you tune in. 
next Wednesday and every Monday, Wednesday. Make sure you tell a friend, and we'll have two more guest co-hosts in the studio next week. So until then, everybody be blessed. Y'all. Right. Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Please be sure to visit us on the web at letsfaceitradio.com and at Let's Face It Radio on Facebook for the latest in show information and exciting, innovating ways that you can be a part of the show. So tune in next week, same place, same time, for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, an ad from Dad. All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.